Yes, a holiday classic to, to kick off this episode. This is Matthew Barris here, and welcome to Enter the Batcave. And a little interesting story. Uh, this week was actually, yep, a couple of days ago, was actually the anniversary of the premiere of that Simpsons episode. Yep, Simpsons roasting on an open fire, which is where we heard that song. Interestingly enough, I heard that song as a kid. My um, my cousins, Jeffrey and Ken, which, by the way, shout out to them. Merry Christmas. Uh, they first introduced that song to me that I heard them singing it. And, of course, at the time, I was a huge Batman fan. Still am to this day. And I used to not like that song, but then it was so catchy, and then I started singing it myself. And it's a great way to start off this episode because this is a what if episode yep what if i matthew bars <clears throat> had written batman returns and of course batman returns was the sequel to the 1989 film batman and of course originally as we all know in that movie, that was supposed to have Robin in it, one of the earlier drafts, and Robin was supposed to be played by Marlon Wayans, and of course, Tim Burton was against that, and they decided to scrap that and save it for the third movie, and of course, we did get Robin in the third installment, but it did not turn out to be Marlon Wayans, instead we got Chris O'Donnell. And the rest, as they say, is history. And there were some other earlier draft, uh, some earlier uh, draft scripts as well. There were some uh, other scripts for uh, the sequel to the movie. And of course, I'll go into that for the next episode, for the Christmas Eve episode, for the watch along for Batman Returns. And today, I'm going to be talking about what if I had written Batman Returns. So, of course, I am a future film um, screenwriter myself. And as I mentioned before, uh, my goal is to write a Batman movie. So, I've written out a synopsis um, of what I, of how Batman Return would go. So starting off with the cast, uh, pretty much everyone from Batman 89 Returns. Yep, Michael Keaton, Kim Basinger, Robert Wall as Alexander Knox. Yep, Knox Returns. Uh, Billy D. Williams as Harvey Dent, which I'll go into later. 
Patty Hingle as Jim Gordon, Michael Goff as Alfred, and I've added two more, uh, two new cast members. One, Madonna as Selena Kyle, aka Catwoman. And interestingly enough, Madonna was actually considered for the role of Catwoman uh, when they were doing the sequel. And it did wind up going to Annette Bedding, and Annette Bedding, of course, uh, had to bow out because she was pregnant with Warren Beatty's uh, child at the time. And the role wound up going to Michelle Pfeiffer. And for the role of Sal Maroney, yep, I wrote Sal Maroney into this one. Uh, Sal Maroney, I put in Robert De Niro. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Oh, typical, have to have Robert De Niro. Well, De Niro was, um, you know, De Niro was big in demand at this time, you know, after Goodfellas. Him, Joe Pesci, and, um, oh, why am I blanking out on the name now? Um... Uh, the guy that played, oh, the guy that played Henry. Oh, why am I, well, good thing I got my, my laptop here. I'm gonna look up the name right now. Okay. Good. Fellas. Type it in right now. Oh, yeah, Ray Liotta. Yep, Ray Liotta. Yep. Why would I... Why did I blank out on that name? I have no fucking idea. But, nonetheless... <clears throat> that's who I have for this cast. So, and also... Um, stay tuned for the end of the episode because I have a uh, bonus music review. Um... Been getting some good results from the um, from the from the soundtrack eighty nine review. Um, you know, I mean, so some of you have watched it, and uh, it's actually had sixteen listeners for the podcast now. So I'm going to do a special review of a song for my best friend Sansi, which, by the way, shout out to her. And here we go. So, here's the synopsis. Uh, Batman helps Gordon and the police bring down Sal Maroney and his men during a sting operation. Meanwhile, Selena Kyle, known as Catwoman, goes on a crime spree of killing pimps and stealing their money. Now, this I got from a... I got from a from a short 1989 story on uh, Catwoman that came that came out during the time, and I actually looked this up. Uh, it was a limited series written by Mindy Newell, 
and expands on Frank Miller's uh, year one origin of uh, Selina Kyle, you know, in Batman year one. And the storyline is called um, my, it's called uh, her sister's keeper. And in this one, Selena is a dominatrix, and her former pimp, uh, Stan, uh, kidnaps her sister Maggie, who is a nun, and Selena kills Stan, you know, to save save her sister, and she gets away with it. Um. Now. Of course, I've written that, um, now I haven't, uh, read the, the book, I haven't read it, though I'm, I plan on reading it, that's another one of those, um, Batman stories, or I should say Catwoman stories, that I plan on reading in the near future. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I've written for the synopsis that, uh, Catwoman's sister was, uh, killed, yeah, her sister, who was a nun, was uh, killed by her pimp, and of course he kills her, and then thus she goes on to become Catwoman. And Bruce and Vicky have thoughts of marriage, but Bruce is preoccupied as Batman, trying to figure out... Who the mysterious Catwoman is, and it does play into, you know, the love try to the love obsession between you know Batman and Catwoman, and um, it plays into it a little bit. You know, he does start to become a little obsessed with her. Uh, one night at a club, Alexander Knox meets Selena, and they go back to his. Place for kinky sex. Yep, and this Batman returns. There is sex. Not unlike the uh, few little cock teases that um, that we get in the film. You know the you know the making out on the couch and and then of course uh, they both discover their wounds and they they don't go all the way. They start dating and go on a double date. Yeah, they start dating and one night go on a double date with Bruce and Vicky one night. And Bruce becomes infatuated with Selena. Bruce and Vicky go back to Wayne Manor and commence to lovemaking until Bruce accidentally says Selena's name, leading to more tension between the two. Yep. Bruce is on thin ice. One day during court, Sal Moroni is on the stand being examined by Harvey. Little do they know that Batman is in disguise in the courtroom. Yep, this brawls from the uh, origin of uh, Two-Face. Two uh, well, one of the many origins of Two-Face. Um, there was one... Uh, mini uh, series uh, I forget what it was called but it, uh, it was heavily but it heavily inspired um, the long Halloween where Bruce is in disguise you know with a beard and a hat and 
Maroney splashes the acid into Harvey Dent's face, and thus he becomes Two-Face. And one of the original scripts, uh, Harvey Dent was supposed to come back in the movie. And what happened was he becomes Two-Face by um, Catwoman uh, putting the taser in it. In her mouth and kissing, you know, Two Face with it, and then half of his face gets fried, and thus he becomes Two Face, which is what we see in the final draft for Batman Returns in the movie with uh, Max Shrek, and you know she says, you know, how about a nice little kiss, Santa Claus, and that sort of thing. So we would have seen that scene only with uh, Billy D. Williams. place here oh oh yeah uh, Maroni yeah Maroni splashes a bottle of acid which he says is for his acid reflex into Harvey's face Harvey is rushed to the hospital for emergency surgery later that night Vicky has a long talk with Alfred about possibly leaving Bruce but then brings up the night he rescued her from the Joker and Vicky is left to ponder more about her decision so yeah um Vicky yeah Vicky Vale she's um you know she's kind of Stuck in between uh, either leaving Bruce or staying with Bruce. You know, that sort of thing. Uh, that same night, Batman runs into Catwoman where he almost... Um, yeah, where he almost... I mean, where she almost slits a pimp's throat and get, and get into a huge fight. It looks like Batman is about to get the upper hand, but a mysterious black... Cat comes out of nowhere and claws Batman's face, allowing Catwoman to escape. Yeah, yeah, no, people are gonna would have been like, oh, so typical, you know, oh, a cat saves Catwoman, but hey, it is what it is. The next day, Knox and Vicky have lunch together, and Knox reveals reveals to her. I reveals, yeah, reveals to her that he's so in love with Selena that he will ask for her hand in marriage. Vicky is very concerned for Knox, but respects his decision. So, yeah, Knox is, uh, <laughs> Knox is moving pretty fast. Meanwhile, in the Batcave, Bruce looks at old reports of pimp-related deaths and finds the article of Selena's Sister Maggie getting killed and eventually finds out that Selena Kyle is indeed Catwoman. Yeah, pretty much like in uh, Batman when he looks up uh, the old reports of his father's death and figures out that the Joker was the one that, in fact, uh, killed his parents. Later that night at Selena's apartment, Knox and Selena are having dinner, and Knox goes 
to the bathroom and practices proposing in the mirror. Knox hears a loud box being knocked over in Selena's room. He goes in and sees the Catwoman suit and Selena slits his throat. Well, bye-bye, Knox. Later that night, Knox is found on the Gotham Globe front steps, murdered, and his face turned blue. Vicky sees his body on the front steps and sees a note for, for Batman that reads, Midnight on the rooftop of Wayne Enterprise. Vicky takes the note to Bruce and he decides to meet her there and tells Alfred to watch over Vicky. Meanwhile, in the hospital, Harvey Dent has one half of his face covered in bandages and the other half of the face not covered. And he kills the orderlies and escapes the hospital. Meanwhile, at Wayne Manor, Alfred prepares tea for Vicky and Vicky tases him from behind and escapes with a special handgun in her purse. It's midnight and Batman and Catwoman meet each other on the roof of Wayne Manor. Batman tries to talk Selena into turning herself in, but she feels it's too late and she says, Selena Kyle is dead. I am Catwoman. Hear me roar. So yeah, uh, we would have uh, heard that line. <laughs> they fight each other and it looks like she is going to shove Batman off the roof until a gun goes off and it's Vicky. Vicky says she's going to kill Catwoman and walks closer to her but can't pull the trigger because deep down inside she is not a killer. Yeah, pretty much true. Vicky Vale is not is not a killer. Catwoman claws Vicky and side kicks Batman off the roof, but uses his grappling gun to save himself. Meanwhile, Vicky and Catwoman grapple with each other, which leads to Vicky ripping off the mask and seeing Selena's face. They both wind up standing on the edge of the building, and they both wind up falling to their death. And, of course, Batman's not able to save, save them because they both fall down at the same time. And they both land on the concrete floor. Four months later, on Christmas Eve... Yep, this is where the Christmas part comes in. Uh, the, the sequel does not take place during Christmas, unfortunately. Uh, four months later, on Christmas Eve, Bruce visits the graves of Knox and Vicky and says, I'm sorry. Bruce gets into the car and Alfred drives off. And in the sky, the bat signal flashes. The end. So, yeah, that's how I would have written... Um, Batman Returns. Uh, I didn't want to go 
into all the dialogues and stuff like that because I didn't want it to be too long and stuff like and stuff. So, uh, you know, I just pretty much gave you just cliff notes of what would happened. And uh, Vicky Vale was supposed to come back in one of the early drafts um, because one of the earlier scripts, it did have uh, Vicky Vale uh, come back and her and Bruce, uh, they are in love. They're in a relationship. And the Penguin is, um, you know, the Penguin hires uh, Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, to go to go after these uh, these rich people's uh, eggs. You know, these, uh, you know, these fancy, um, you know, eggs, you know, and... And of course, uh, she, you know, she winds up killing these bill, billionaires and winds up um, setting up Batman, you know, trying to frame Batman. So we do get the, um, you know, the subplot of um, of Batman being framed for murder. And, and of course, um, eventually Batman gets cleared, uh, Catwoman gets caught, and uh, Penguin um, eventually... Uh, well, Penguin actually falls to his death uh, in the Batcave because when he figures out that um, Bruce Wayne is Batman and and stuff, and then in another draft, um, Vicky Vale is not in in that sequel, but uh, there still is the um, there still is the thing of uh, Batman being framed and. And what have you so so there you go and that's how i would have written batman returns yeah that's how i've written batman returns i would have taken out the um i would have not had a penguin in there because um well the thing is looking back on it now because uh it would because if you look at it after batman returns you know and then with batman forever you had two-face and riddler and then Batman and Robin, you had Bane, Mr. Freeze, and Poison Ivy. Uh, you know, the thing is, it's like, you know, I understand what they're trying to do. They're trying to stack the odds against Batman, even though Batman eventually gets Robin and Batgirl. You know, it's a thing where it's like, uh, too many, um, too many chefs in the, in the kitchen, you know, with the, with the villains, you know, and... Also, I would have loved to see um, the love story between um, Bruce and Vicky progressed. You know, I would have seen. I would have loved to seen uh, how it would go. Of course, um, I think, you know, Vicky Vale would have to die in the sequel because, you know, it would add more emotional content. It would uh, be something more for um, for Bruce Wayne to overcome. And it would also make him really, um, really think about, um, you know, where his, uh, true identity begins, you know, and where does, um, you know, where does Batman end, you know, and it's kind of like the duality of, you know, you know, is he really Batman? Is he really Bruce Wayne? Who is he really? And also, 
it deals with the struggle of can he really have this normal life while still going out there fighting crime. And also, um, this also leads into a what if episode for Batman Forever, which I will do uh, eventually in 2022. So make sure that uh, you all stay tuned for that episode. So now we're going to get into the song review for this episode. Yep. This is Albie Shore's Night and Day for my girl Sansi, who, by the way, her real name is Anitra, but uh, she goes by Sansi. And you can find her at Sansi Me. Uh, Sancierge, social media expert. Yep, Sansi Me on Instagram. And she is a very, very nice lady. Very nice lady, very beautiful, fun. And she's also been on a few of my, ins- few of my Instagram videos um, over on um, BGTV69. Uh, which is one of my accounts, and she was also on Prima and Matt channel on my on my show uh, Prima. Yeah, PNM uh, videos. Yep, PNM videos, and yeah she's just a good friend and she loves this song she absolutely loves this song and i actually love this song too this is uh one of my favorite um r&b slow jams and of course uh albie shore uh you know one of one of the most uh unsung um heroes of late 80s early 90s R&B. He also had another hit song, Off On Your Own Girl, in 1988. Also off his uh, debut album, In Effect Mode. And this single reached number one on the Hot Black Singles Billboard charts. Uh, Number 19 on the Adult Contemporary Billboard charts. And on the Hot 100 Billboard charts peaked at number seven, and Albie Shore is also a famous uh, songwriter and producer. In fact, um, one of his most uh, famous songs that he wrote and produced. Wait, I'm just looking it up right now on um, right now on. Wikipedia, right here. Yeah, he, um, one of the songs that he co-wrote, uh, Forever My Lady by Jodeci, um, that was a song, uh, dedicated to, um, to his girlfriend at the time, Kim Porter, who would go on to date and actually have a kid with, uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, and... Because she was pregnant at the time with his kid. 
So thus that's why you hear the line in the song, you know, so you're having my baby. So um so there. So now without further ado, here is Albie Shore's Night and Day.
Alright, there you go, Sansi. Hope you liked it. And that'll be the episode right there. And of course, Christmas Eve, I'll be doing my two-part, uh, yeah, my two-part, blah, I'm getting tongue-tied here, <laughs> uh, my two-part watch-along of Batman Returns, and then next Sunday, I will be doing my review of potential uh, actresses who could have played Catwoman, because uh, there were some actresses that were up for the role of Catwoman, and I'll be talking about those next Sunday, and then after that, I'll be taking the first two weeks of uh, 2022 off, you know, to, you know, you know, to, you know, rest myself, you know, I gotta recharge the batteries from live streams and also doing this podcast, so, um, Yep, and then after that, I'll be back with a whole new episode. And you can find Enter the Bat Cave on Hub Hopper, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Ghana, Amazon Music, Hungama, Acast, Listen Notes, TuneIn, Bullhorn, Podkicker. Pocket Cast, Attic Podcast, Podcast Index, Podtail, Pod LP, and FYYD. And there you go. Let me know what you all think. And I'll see you all on Christmas Eve. Till then, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. <laughs>